Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Trend Vines. That was courtesy of Johnny Davis, not to be confused with Trendslers, I guess. Does that sound enough like Twizzlers? Yeah, Zeitlers. Zeitlers. Yeah, no. Trend, yeah. trend Vines, at least you got the re- like the words, the letters as well. The letters of red in there. Yeah. Anyways, good short show title, Johnny Davis, as always. You're going to be at the theater munching on some red vines in the not-too-distant future, I'm, Miles? Yeah, I'm thinking, uh, you know what? Maybe we got to go with the whole crew. Actually, no, I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. We might have to do a little group outing again so we can I'd yell at the screen and, and cheer for Nicole Kidman unironically. Oh, is she in Wakanda forever? No, remember? No, what we, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I really was like, oh shit. Um, no, Jack. I mean, Nicole she's in all of our favorite films now. Right. Yeah, no, technically, right. That, how do you feel about the thing that like they're they're issuing a new one of those? Have we talked about that on this episode? That they're like oh, they're like, it's a hit. The Nicole right. Kidman preamble's a hit, so now we've gotta produce a new one. And it's like, no, it's a ironic hit. We had a guest, I think, who brought that up when he was like I think it was the overrated was like cheering for that because you're mm-hmm. encouraging AMC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I was like, look, it's part of our like, you know, downward spiral psychologically through the pandemic. So we're yeah. just going to, yeah, we're going to hoot and holler at Nicole Kidman. I love it. Mm. I, I feel uh, like maybe, it's interesting that they're sticking with Kidman. They're like, 
her weird energy, her like strange, you ghostly, know, not knowing how to clap ass energy right. is what people <laughs> fuck with about this. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like she couldn't clap the yeeks like no, that. No, no, I just than, meant she doesn't really oh, yep, seem to see, know how to clap. It shows you where the all the pauses go. Like, she definitely can't clap meaning. the yeeks either. But, uh, but I think part of it, you know, I think it's just like this high-low thing. You know, right. like Nicole Kidman at AMC while I'm in my sweatpants. You know, it <laughs> just feels like Kidman such a mismatch. At AMC being like wow. mystified and enchanted by Creed 2. Yeah. Like who could you get? Like who's highbrow enough that it is such a like iconoclast mashup that you're like, whoa. D- Daniel huh? Day-Lewis. Oh, see, but what? <laughs> That's yeah, one hundred. That's believable though. It's believable that he would go to the movies and be mystified just by like all the technology because I think people view him as somebody who lives in a shed and like cobbles day and right. night by candlelight. So, like I feel like Tilda Swinton would like Tilda haunt Swinton, us, but like it would have a completely different vibe. People would be like, "That was the best one I've ever seen." Right. Versus like Nicole. I guess you just need someone full of shit. I think that's what we're responding to is we're like, oh, you know, it's her acting responding that we're all. Yeah. I feel like Tilda Swinton, the vibes would be that somebody has a gun trained on her from off camera (laughs) as she's doing it, you know? Um, (laughs) All right. Who are you? Did you already introduce? introduce? I don't think I did. I'm Jack. Oh, man. So rude of me. I'm Jack. And uh, this is my good friend, Miles. Nice to meet you. Hi, listener. Um, Let's tell the people what's trending, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Bobert. Yeah. Bobert. Bobert, Lauren Bobert. You know, everyone's most hated or one of the, I mean, it's everyone has their most hated member of Congress, but uh Lauren Bobert of Colorado, people are refreshing the shit out of election results right now because this race has been like going down to the fucking wire. At first, Adam Frisch had a lead, then she started eking back as it stands right now when we just checked she's up by like 800 something votes and there's still a few thousand left to count so i'm like please what's gonna happen here uh which is wild because a lot of people i think again most of the traditional prognosticators were like nah, i don't know might not be so easy to unseat her but it's i mean it's this is definitely very very close yeah this was not viewed as a race that was going to be close this is one that we're more invested in for humiliation purposes, right? Humiliation. Than, yep. Exactly. She, she's a local house person. Yeah. Right? Yes. House, exactly. house, of rep, uh, house rep. Congress person, Lauren yeah. Bobert. Bobert. Maybe she should go with that, you know, just to kind of switch it up a little bit. Rudy Bobert. Um, mm. Is there anything there? Anything? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, maybe a mashup. I like that. Maybe they collab on a project. Why are we just call him Rudy Gobert? Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he started the pandemic. She finished it. There you go. All right. Nick Fuentes, just going down the, the hit list, baby. Yeah. All our faves. They're all, everybody on the right is super turned up right now and angry because they're like, but we said really vapid talking points that don't relate to people's lives and ignored the Supreme Court's, uh, you know, heinousness. And we're still losing. Nick Fuentes. If you aren't, you know, maybe you're lucky enough to not be so well-versed in all these extremists. Like, he's a white nationalist, racist, anti-Semi, every single kind of hatred this guy embodies. He recently, on his, like, talk, like, live stream, uh, he he's basically has some thoughts about, like, why America needs a dictatorship. Because, you know, he realizes 
Uh, I think we're outnumbered. So we need a dictatorship. Mm. You got to recognize the fact that this is a godless country. I hate it. It's immoral. It's wrong. It's heinous. It's evil. Also, not only is that godless country, you are in a not sound treated studio either, sir. Yeah. That room sounds very with a well, backdrop that suggests that you are in a building that doesn't exist that is as tall as the Empire State Building in like five uh, blocks. Not uh, even like next north. door. <laughs> yeah, right, right next door to the Empire uh, State uh, Building. Um, we digress. Allow yeah. him to go on his dictator screed. But this is an evil country, and this country will surprise you with how evil it is. And that's why you've got to get this out of your head that there is some silent majority cavalry that's going to come out of the woods and save us at the last minute. It's not. Interesting. When we meet the left on the battlefield and they outnumber us like five to one, that's it. But the point is, when you look at these things like uh, abortion, it's popular. People like abortion. Hate it, but it's true. And you can thank the Jewish media for that. Whoa! Yeah. Sodomy's popular. You know, being gay is popular. Being a feminist is popular. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sex out of wedlock is popular. Contraceptives are it's all popular. That's all that's not to say it's good. That's not to say I like that. Popular means the people support it, which they do. And uh here's the turn. It sucks and it is what it is, but that's why we need uh dictatorship. <laughs> that's unironically why we need to get rid of all that. We need to take control of the media or take control of the government and force the people to believe what we believe or force them to play by our rules. Wow. So um, that's the energy from one corner of. <clears throat> I, I like when he said, I have a dictatorship. <laughs> I'm like, kind of <laughs> lost control of his faculties for a yeah. moment. Like Dr. Strangelove or uh, <laughs> what's his name from uh, from the Jinx when he was like, ah, yeah, Robert Durst. <laughs> like, just had, what? had the bile oh, came out just working overdrive. Yeah. Um, that's fun. So. Is that a person with a following that does look like it was filmed in his basement? No, I mean, Nick Fuentes is known on the far right. I mean, he's, you know, like, he's like also, he he was like so far right. He's like, MAGA's bullshit. Like, at a third time. He's like, it's, <laughs> it's not going far, far enough. What yeah. are you, a communist? MAGA's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it's it, this is definitely somebody who has an audience, but it, it I mean, it only takes a few days of clips like that to end up becoming like the normal thing that a bunch of people say. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. But I think it is clear the frustration that the right wing is like experiencing now truly like I, I was always trying to think like, did they really think there was a red wave or were they fucking with the base to get them riled up enough that the disappointment when it didn't come, they could weaponize which seems like this would lead you to believe that it was all part of a plan to weaponize and be like, all right, well, let's everyone's so flabbergasted though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because typically what I thought the script was going to be, it's a red wave. It's a red wave. And you heard Jesse waters that night before. was like, I mean, and if there isn't, then something's up wink, right. wink that I thought yeah. the second, the numbers weren't going their way. You would hear chat, like challenge after challenge after challenge, like total chaos. But it seems like a lot of people who are like who preach the election denialism weren't quite living it on the day to like for, I guess, a little oh, bit right, of luck because there. it's illegal to like say. That, right. right. And they yeah. see what happens to the others. So I don't uh, I don't know. But I'll, I'll say this. Like, I mean, I know this is what clearly this is what Republicans are thinking anyway. 
they just don't aren't saying it in such clear terms. They're basically like, well, we got to make sure that vote doesn't count. And only ours do gerrymander, gerrymander, gerrymander. And then maybe that's one way. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, the gerrymandering just got fully like that. That was a not a fringe thing. I mean, I, both parties have been gerrymandering for a long time. But like the degree to which Republicans gerrymandered local and even, you know, House elections was pretty staggering to people and, you know, treated as such in the mainstream media fairly recently. And now that's just been like kind of added into the equation. So, I mean, it, yeah, it remains to be seen. Like no, nobody's really mentioning. Everyone's just like, well, the Republicans are still going to win the House uh, with let, let's look at the total number of votes cast for the Republicans versus the Democrats here. Right. Let's see. Let's see those numbers to get an idea of where we're at. Yeah. Yep. But, the, you know, that like all that hardcore gerrymandering again. They're like, oh, fuck, Obama's doing good. Let's paint the town red by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. And we saw like Democrats not really checking that in the same way until like a few years later. And they're like, oh, yes, this is it's getting completely out of control. Yeah. Um, I guess right now, just the bare uh, superior numbers are what's helping. And then Alex Jones. So just a trifecta of, of the best of the best. We yes. got Bobert. We got Fuentes. Bobert. We got Alex Jones, baby. Yes. Uh, Mr. Jones and me. Oh, <laughs> families from Sandy Hook, about 473 million. Uh, so the judge just basically, the court has ordered him and the company to pay another $473 million to mm. more Sandy on top Hook. of the nearly one bill. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But okay. again, this is like, while we say that, like, wow, that's a lot of money. There's also countless, you know, th like there's also talk about how he's declaring bankruptcy. Rich people know how to keep their money away when they owe a lot. So we'll see what actually happens. And, and if he, you know, he ends up with his pockets inside out. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If if you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast. 
to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And we're back. And let's talk City Edition jerseys, NBA. NBA. I mean, we have an NBA podcast. Yes, Miles and Jack. Got got mad mad boosties. Yes, obviously. Um, Yeah, you can go listen to 100% top rated, as I've said. (laughs) It is 100%. It is the most 100% top-rated NBA podcast by Miles and I. 100%. 100%. Yeah. But yeah, um, there's new new dish, new city edition jerseys. And for us, as basketball-loving people, the jerseys are also fun. And the city edition jerseys are like every team every year, they can get the city edition, which is where they can do something a little bit outside of the norm of what their traditional colors are for the team. I think one of the saddest ones is the Lakers jersey. Yeah, like both the 76ers and the Lakers. At least y'all have like an interesting script and it says like city of brotherly love. But they both seem like they were designed in Microsoft Word. Right. Or someone is selling bootlegs outside the arena. Right. And you're like, man, this ain't the jersey this year. Right. And you're like, wait, it is. It, this looks like such little effort was put into it. Uh, I thought Rob Polinka designed it. So <laughs> there are no eyes in it so in no. Los Angeles. So he may have designed that one because yes. remember Rob Polinka, uh, we don't use the word I or even the letter I around here. Exactly. So, we use uh, We just put trophies in place of the eyes. Anyways, you were pointing out the Memphis one is dope. Yeah, because every team is doing something that's relevant to the city. So the Memphis Grizzlies one, it has like this gold, platinum, metallic look. Like, again, 
they're first of all just paying homage to all of the music like Stax records and things that iconic coming from memphis but also memphis rap uh so like you're getting a little bit of that dimension like the little chrome reflection which is really dope the spurs i'm not gonna lie i like the callback to like the 96 all-star game you know with the fiesta colorway uh, which is nice. Mm-hmm. The Washington Wizards one is also dope. I think also because I'm Japanese, I love cherry blossom iconography. And this is like a whole cherry blossom vibe. The Charlotte Hornets one appears to have an abbreviation for clit on the front of it. Uh, is that um, CLT? Yeah, CLT. I mean, that's you have a dirty mind, sir. Oh, okay. My but, bad. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's, is it that there? Is that their airport? It might be. <laughs> because... The Portland Trailblazers, the there says dope. PDX, and I love it. The color, it's like a mint green and black, and that one has a streak going across that is literally like the print of the carpet at the Portland airport. Yeah, like that became a meme. So uh, the Clippers uniform is like black and red and very simple, but then it has what looks like stained glass behind yeah, it. Yeah, that's, like, that's meant to like echo like the Watts Tower. That's dope. I really like the colorful ones, especially if there's a story there. The Sixers last year had like the old Spectrum, like which is right. where they used to play that court, like in the Barkley days, represented. The Memphis one is pretty dope. But yeah, I don't know. It, so one, one thing, Minnesota's jersey seems to have, I, I don't know why they have chosen to go colorful because it doesn't seem like it fits. Yeah, I was reading something about it, about like it was just meant to like um, be a shout out to like the creative community of like Minneapolis. And I know like the typeset was created by like a local, like a lot of the fonts and stuff were created by people from those cities. Mm. Um, So I think it has something to do with that. Yeah. All right. Because when I saw it, I was like, it looks like a like a regat, like I'm at a sailboat race. Right. (laughs) Like with the color block. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, but both the Lakers and the Sixers just are like white and I guess City of Brotherly Love is cool, but they're also doing the thing with the tight arms, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm not. Like, that's not what basketball jerseys are to me. They're doing that across the board, it seems like. I mean, everybody. Well, and also the the players are wearing the jerseys tighter, too. Like, we're in the new era. Yeah. You know, it's not Not like back in our day. we Brett, we're all like a 3X jersey down to our ankles. That's right. Anyways, uh, Gen Z is trending. Yeah. <laughs> Again, more fucking anger from the right. So many fucking bad, like the same take I've seen from many. And it's like only takes is like three people in MAGA world to say it. And then all of like the new blue checks on Twitter. Like, yeah, we seriously need to think about raising the voting age because these young kids don't know what they're doing. They're People have even said arguments like it should be 21 because you don't have the wherewithal to like wield some life changing shit like a vote. Oh, the 18. gun control argument? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. And you're like, wow. Now y'all are bringing up studies about how the brain ain't fully formed and like there's, there's still like adulting that can happen, et cetera. But now they're just doing that because they're like, fuck man these kids they don't think the status quo is cool uh uh, and i don't know i mean like look a tip to all political parties start hiring younger fucking consultants and you might see something change right (laughs) or at least people who come from like real life situations not like some political creature who's like two three generations in on the game 
Do we have the numbers in, like, in terms of what the, like, how much Gen Z voted? A lot of the early stats that people were pointing to was just, like, how the split is, like, absurd. It's like, mm. like, Gen Z isn't fucking with conservatism, basically, like, exponentially. I want to say, like, maybe 70 to 30 or wow. something like that. So I think a lot of it is a lot of anger slash, like, denial about, like, how can our thing be this unpopular with young people? For crime, or the what, what about the crime? Oh, the crim, the crim wave. What about the crime? No, they don't know about the crim wave, man. <laughs> what about the crime? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, because also there was a, you know, they, the new Gen Z congressperson from Florida uh, is going to be sworn in. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's. I couldn't there's, tell if that was like where the story was or like what the raw numbers were, but it does, it does feel like things broke more progressive than any of those pollsters we're expecting. It's like the same thing that like, like boomer, like silent generation teachers would say, like, would be like, I don't know why we're, these kids are too sensitive. Right. Or like now everything's a participation award. A lot of that I think is just translating into people becoming just generally more empathetic. Right. So they're like, dude, what? what are you talking about? Like you let somebody like die because they've had like some kind of co like pregnancy complication because restrictive abortion. Like what? No. Yeah. All that to say is their like message of like abject hatred only appeals to people who are like trying to grip like to the ashes of like this weird old America they think is dying. Yeah. I want somebody to do one of those Twitter threads that's like a brief history of the young people shouldn't be allowed to vote because I'm sure this shit right. happened in the same... Like, every time, like, the, the young people are more progressive and smarter than the previous generation, and, like, that is a uh, scientific fact, like, based on IQ norming and all that stuff. So it happens every generation, and the danger of young people voting, the power of young people voting is is evident in this, yeah. in this take. And though. I think the other big thing is, like, obviously Gen X and Boomers they're making up a bulk of the Republican party and like people in there, like, you know, millennials like in their thirties are a little bit more split, but I think with millennials and younger, like we're, we've we're, like, everyone has some version of like, we don't like what's going on. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of the general tone of like how we see things. So I think because of that, that just naturally makes you think of like, well, what is the next move? Like, what is progress? What is the, how will this problem get solved? where older people are more like, we had it really good. I don't know why people are trying to introduce all this other woke shit. And it's like, that's not what this is. Like, we're trying yeah. to fucking move towards solutions here. But it is also the generation least raised on mainstream media. And, you know, <laughs> right. they've least been strapped to that feedback. And they're like, wait a second. Like, we, we don't really agree with almost anything that you guys are saying. Yeah. And... Like, what are you on... watching in here, Grandma? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, those are some of the things that are trending yep, on this yep. Thursday afternoon. Yes. We yes. are back tomorrow with the whole last episode of the oh, yeah. show. Until then, be kind to each other. Mm -hmm. Be kind to yourselves. Yes. Get the vaccine. Get the flu shot. Don't do nothing yeah. about white supremacy. And we will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. 
But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.